morning, Renewal. I'm here in the Wells' home, and I have James on the camera, so I'm so thankful for him hosting and just serving in this capacity, and Diane, who's such a servant, so I just thank for the Wells family. We are here in week two of the coronavirus outbreak and all that that brings into our lives, and, and so every week we're going to be releasing a, a video just like today so that we can worship together as a faith family. I just think back to, man, seven days ago, just one week ago, where life was just so different. When we weren't having to think about social distancing, and we weren't having to think about schools being closed, and we weren't worried about things like restaurants being closed, or like Starbucks, or my office. (laughs) I typically go hang out at Starbucks, and now that's shut down. And so life has just been like turned upside down for us, and then BISD says that we can't meet in a normal venue, and so our church is like displaced from meeting on Sundays, and there's even more serious things, people that are contracting the virus, and people that are losing their jobs, and the economy is tanking, and there's just so much that's going on as as I was just on my face praying before God this week. Um, and saying, Spirit, give me some wisdom on how can I encourage and yet also challenge the Renewal of Faith family in the middle of all the turmoil and the pandemonium. Um, I just really felt the Spirit leading me to Psalm 46. And so we're going to put our Galatians series on hold for a week. We're going to be meditating today and throughout this week on this beautiful and powerful Psalm, Psalm 46. Um, and so before we jump into the God's Word, let's just take one moment and just, just focus our hearts and our minds on Him. Let's just ask for His blessing in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank You that You have given us the gift of life and of our redemption, and that You have given us the joy being able to gather together, even if it's in a virtual digital capacity. You have given us the joy of continuing to be a faith family and knowing that you are greater than the challenges before us and that you have a sovereign hand. And so we trust you and we just ask for your blessing and for your anointing and that our church would continue to be a light on a hill and that people will be transformed through the proclamation of your word and that Renewal Church would still accomplish her purpose that we would see this vision of bringing your renewal to Bill County and the world accomplished in the middle of the turmoil, knowing that you are on your throne and you are good. So we ask for your blessing now in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm convinced that what we need right now in in this, this crazy season is just a fresh word from the Lord. We need to know that He is still good and that his purposes are unwavering even in the middle of the COVID-19, this coronavirus outbreak. And so if you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm 46. And the theme of this psalm and the theme for this morning and for our church this week is conquering fear. This is what God is saying to us and wants us to feed our souls from his word because he wants to conquer all the fear, because there is some very real anxiety and worry and fear. And people are like really freaked out. I mean, I've just talked to a number of people even just this week. And 
I've never seen anything like this where, where the level of uncertainty and the level of fear has reached a point where when we go to the HEB and we can't even buy milk or eggs or bread or no toilet paper, like it just lets you know that, man, there is something very unique that is going on around us. And, and I believe that the enemy wants to keep us trapped in fear, and yet our God wants to deliver us from fear and to conquer fear. What we need most is to be in the very presence of God. So let's begin with Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Well, we'll stop right there in the first half of verse 2, which you see here in verse 1. It says, not relying on our abilities or or our strength. It says, God is our refuge and God is our strength. So it doesn't say that we can manufacture our own strength or that we can somehow overcome fear with our own abilities or resources or with just changing our mind. This is much deeper than that. When you're gripped by fear, you need someone or something to deliver you. And it says here that God is our refuge and He is our strength. So it says next, a very present help in trouble. It doesn't say that God is an absent father. It doesn't say that He neglects us or that He's checked out or that He's too busy. It says that He is a very present. God is present. And this is a word that we have to know and believe right here together this morning, that our God is present, that He knows, He sees, He knows your fears, He knows anxiety, He knows the financial burden, He knows the stress with your kids not being able to go to school or to their childcare or whatever it is that you're facing today with your job possibly having lost hours or even lost your job, whatever it is that you are facing right here in this moment, you have to know that God is present and he knows and he sees, he sees you and he cares. And then verse two, it says, because of this, because he's present and he knows, it says, therefore, we will not fear. And so that therefore is very important. It says, in light of knowing who God is, that He is our refuge, He is our strength, He is present, He, who God is, everything about who God is, says, therefore, in light of that, I will not fear. So conquering fear is the result of something. Conquering fear is the result of knowing and believing who God is. It is nothing that you can do on your own. It is a conquering that the Holy Spirit does. And so what what you're seeing here is that like an academic knowledge of God. So knowing information about God will not conquer your fear. If all you have is just a empty religious understanding of God or a just check the box religion where you're just showing up on a Sunday and it's, God is not really your passion. You don't really know and enjoy Jesus. If that's all you've got, then when this pandemonium hits and your job is on the line or the stress levels are all-time high, all of a sudden you realize that you cannot conquer fear in your own strength, that you need something 
far greater and deeper and bigger than ourselves to deliver us from our fear. It's knowing and enjoying God himself. And so in the middle of this crazy stressful time, if you are struggling with fear or anxiety, then what you need most is to encounter the living God. What you need is to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Because it is knowing and believing who God is that then delivers us from the fear. And so he is a refuge, he is our strength, he is a present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. This is the work of God. Being delivered of our fear is not the work of man. It is the work of God. It is the Holy Spirit of God that delivers us from our fear. It is the Spirit in which we grow spiritually. We are sanctified through the Spirit. The Spirit gives us victory. It is through the Spirit of God that we conquer fear. It is not in our own strength. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And so our role is to surrender. Our role is to have faith. Our role is to trust God. And when we do that, the Spirit delivers us from our fear and brings us into a place of rest and of being able to just breathe in the presence of God, even though there is all kinds of calamity going on around us. So our role in this is that we trust God no matter what the circumstances are or what's happening around us. And the Spirit then delivers us and brings us this conquering of fear. There are several truths in Psalm 46, and so we're going to look at this psalm and look at specifically four truths. And these truths serve kind of like anchors that you put down in the middle of the storm that will keep you from from going under. And so these are very important truths that we will meditate on. And the more that we ponder on them and believe these and know who God is, then the Spirit will then begin to help us to overcome all those fears that will grip our souls in the middle of this calamity. And so let's begin here again, verses one through three. Let's let's read that again and find this first truth about who God is. So God is a refuge and strength, present help and trouble, Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And so this is crazy. Like what this is describing is absolute calamity. I mean, just listen to the language. It says, I will not fear even though the earth gives way, even though mountains are being thrown into the ocean, even though the mountains are, are trembling. Like this is describing a like, global pandemic. It's describing a global catastrophe and calamity. And yet in the middle of that, David says, I will not fear because we have a promise making and a promise keeping God. He promised that he would send 
the Messiah, to defeat the enemy, to make a way for our salvation. And God kept his word when he sent Jesus who came into the world. And so we can trust our God, trust in the promises of God. And so the first truth right here from this psalm is that we conquer fear, number one, by depending on the promises of God. We depend on his promises. And in this psalm, in these first three verses, he's promising to be our protection. He says that he is help in the time of trouble. And even if the earth gives way, we will not fear. So if we apply it to our situation today, even if our retirement accounts lose one-third of its value, we will not fear. Even if the schools don't open until next August, we will not fear. Even if the economy keeps tanking, we will not fear. Even when we see the streets that are empty because everyone is in their homes and afraid to get infected, we will not fear. Whatever is happening around us, we have faith in the promises of God and we will not fear because the Spirit gives us this deliverance. It's about knowing and enjoying God. And and so this first truth, this first anchor is that the Spirit gives us this conquering, overcoming of fear when we remember, when we depend on the promises of God. This virus does not change the character of God. It doesn't change who God is or what He's doing or what His purpose is. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And so there is nothing that the COVID-19 virus can do to change the very character of God. And how He promised to turn our mourning into praise. We can rest in His promises. We can focus on Jesus, on His promises, and then feel His Spirit begin to well up, activating our trust. So maybe in this season, when you've got more time on your hands, maybe you do a study, look up all, or get a journal and write down all the promises of God. And you're going to find that you're, <laughs> every page there's promises. And so the more you read in the Word and you're taking note of, oh, God made a promise here, God made a promise here, then what the Spirit does is He, he fuels us to have more faith, and to not fear or have anxiety. So number one is we depend on the promises of God. Number two, we depend on the presence of God, how God is present with us. Verses four and five. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The imagery here is really powerful and it's really beautiful. And, and in these verses, the Spirit of God is trying, is designing these words to fill our souls with hope in the middle of the earth giving way. He says that our God is holy and He's the most high God. He is the one true God. And it says that He lives with His people, that He abides with us, that He is with us, that He is in our midst. And it says, no matter what comes our way, that God is with us. And verse 5 then says that God is with His people, and then we shall not be moved. 
So we will not be shaken. So even in our uncertainty, we will not be shaken because our God is with us and we have his very presence. So the key here is depending on the presence of God, drawing near to God and walking in the spirit is what will lead us to conquer fear. Verse four here describes uh, a gladness that, that comes to God's people. And it says through a river, it's beautiful language. So it says that um, in verse five, or verse 4 rather, I'm sorry, a river whose stream makes glad the city of God. So God's people are brought to joy through this stream. And when I was meditating on that this week, God brought to mind Jesus' words in John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39, where it says, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me... As the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You hear that? It's the same language of Psalm 46, that out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom, he, whom those who believed in him were to receive. So the Spirit of God is this river that flows in our Heart, and it says, makes glad the city of God. It makes the people of God joyful because of His Spirit, because we're in His presence. And so knowing God and walking with Him, having our, our devotion undivided in His presence, that is what brings confidence and hope. And we're not looking to everything that's wrong or what we're missing or what we wish were different because we're fixed on God and His drawing near to Him through His presence, through the Spirit, that is what gives us confidence. This is what helps us to conquer fear. Believe it or not, but I find myself these days a little bit excited about what God's going to do through this coronavirus pandemic. We can't meet on Sundays. Yes, that's definitely challenging. And even our home groups... It's a difficult thing because some people aren't comfortable meeting even in the home with other people. So I, I understand that. Um, and yet what God is doing is he's putting us in a position where, where I believe that through this situation, God is removing things that we would otherwise turn to for joy. And so, for example, sports, it's the weirdest thing. There is literally no sports of any kind to watch or follow on TV or online. And, and so for those of you that are just trying to get your sports fixed, like it's just not there. And it's not even just sports. I mean, there are people that obsess over the climbing stock market. Well, now that's plunging. And so there's nothing left to obsess over looking at it. Hey, it's down. It's just down. And we're going to just trust God with it. And beyond that, there are people that would spend all their time with like entertainment to going out to eat or being busy or coming and going and work and it's all gone. Like God is taking it away. He is stripping us of the things that we would turn to for joy instead of to the presence of the Lord. And so I believe that this is going to be a, a purifying season for not just our church, but for believers across this country. 
And, and I pray that, that we will not waste this season, but that we will really draw near to God and rely on the Holy Spirit, this river of life that flows in us, and that we would walk with God And like never before in your life, in the middle of real fear and anxiety and loss, that you would rely on the Spirit of God. And that when the day comes, and it's going to happen soon, when we can gather again together on Sundays, that we will have greater joy and greater appreciation and and greater excitement for being able to be the people of God that have joy in God together. So I'm not discouraged This is not going to derail Renewal Church. This is going to make us better, stronger, healthier, more intimate with God Church and that loves each other even more because we're all going to be drawing nearer to God in this season. So if you want to conquer fear, you must depend on, one, the promises of God and two, the presence of God. Three, you must depend on the power of God. Verses six through nine. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. You hear that? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the, the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. This is just powerful language in Psalm 46 of how the earth melts at the very voice of God. Just the sound of God's voice just melts the earth and defeats all the enemies and brings peace. And so this is the God who is with us, is the conquering God who then gives us rest. The coronavirus is no doubt, absolutely, a result of being in a fallen world. So it's a disease, yes, it's a virus, but it's more than that. We see the fingerprints of Satan all over this current season. I mean, just think for a second. When have you seen this much fear that has gripped a whole nation? where people are afraid to even leave their houses and wouldn't even go into a restaurant. Right? The, the level of fear that, that we're experiencing is unprecedented and is the first time I've ever seen this in my life or even heard of in, in, in the last hundred years. The last outbreak like this was 1918 with the Spanish flu. So it's been over a hundred years since we've experienced anything even close to this. And so what you see is fear. And remember that God's love casts out fear. It's the enemy that wants us afraid and isolated and depressed and sick and dying. This is the handiwork of the enemy. This is the mark of the kingdom of darkness that we're seeing spread all around and there are people that are just trying to manage and trying to make sense of this apart from God. And it's just not going to work. Because we can only understand what's happening around us if we understand that yes, there's an enemy. And yes, he is strong. But our God is stronger. And Jesus has overcome. And he went 
face to face with the enemy and he has crushed the head of the serpent with his work on the cross where he died for our sins but he resurrected and he conquered the grave and he gives us victory and hope and so we don't have to be afraid we don't have to live in fear the serpent will not have the final word Jesus has spoken the final word through his resurrection so what happens is when we know we believe this and we're walking in his presence, what happens is our burdens are lifted. Our burdens are lifted. We're no longer heavy because we're relying on the power of God. Not our power, but the power of Jesus. It says the Lord of hosts is with us. And he says he breaks the, the bow and shatters the spirit. He's defeating the enemy. And so God is fighting for you today. And you have to know and believe this and walk in this truth every day in God's presence, relying on his promises, believing in the power of God and tapping into his power through prayer. That is how we experience his power is he releases that as we We know that the world will not win. God wins. I've read the end of the story. I know how it ends. We have the power to walk in victory and not in fear. But we have to be in prayer. We have to be tapping into that power source. We conquer fear by depending on the power of God. Remember that he is fighting for us, and it's his battle, not ours. So we conquer fear through the power of the Spirit when we depend on the promises of God, when we depend on the presence of God, when we depend on the power of God, and lastly, we conquer fear when we depend on the purpose of God. We see this in verses 10 and 11, finishing the psalm. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God's purpose is his glory. And you see it here, that he will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. So God being exalted, God being glorified, That is his purpose. So everything that God does, even what he allows, including COVID-19, fits into the purpose of God. God's purpose is not derailed. God is not surprised by the coronavirus. God is not surprised that Renewed Church can't meet at the school on Sundays. God is not being distracted or in any way frustrated. God is just fine. He's on his throne and he's got this. We have to just trust him. And know that he has a purpose in this. And even though I can't pretend to explain all the reasons why God's allowing this, I do know the big picture. It's because it will bring him more glory by a people that will rely on him, walk in his spirit in ways that we would not if we did not have the coronavirus. This is going to be worked for good. And we know that because God is going to be exalted in the earth, including through what's happening right now with this pandemic.
we can rest. And we can seize the opportunity and slow down. Maybe this is such a blessing for your family, or maybe now you're forced to slow down. That's for me. I talking to my wife, Bonnie, this week. It's like, okay, I've been like more busy this week than other weeks, and, and I feel like I, I, God is putting me in the position even this week now to reflect and say, okay, it's time to rest and to trust God. And to not try to go into a performance-based approach to following Jesus, but to just rest in Him. And so maybe this is exactly what your family needs, where you can reconnect with your family, maybe in ways that you couldn't when you were more busy. Maybe this is a blessing where you can slow down. But when I talk about resting in God and in His Purpose And like it says here, be still and know that he is God. This stillness, this quietness that we need, we need rest in his presence. But this rest does not mean that we ignore the reality in front of us. I want to be very clear. Resting in God does not mean that we're like pretending that there's no virus out there. There is one. It's a reality. The difference is believers, we, we face the reality, but we face it with confidence because we know who our God is. So for example, Abraham was facing the reality of his wife Sarah having a womb that was dead. And yet, Abraham had faith because God promised. And so God overcame that reality and gave them life, gave them Isaac. Moses was facing the reality of the Red Sea in front of him and an army coming behind him ready to destroy and slaughter all of God's people. That was the reality. And yet Moses had faith when he moved forward and he raised his staff and God parted the Red Sea and defeated the enemy. We face the reality with confidence. David was facing the reality of a giant who behind him was a whole Philistine army. And yet David stared down at that reality, at that enemy with faith, and he defeated the enemy. Joshua was staring at the reality of five kings, five kingdoms that got together that were attacking Israel in the wilderness. That's a reality. The enemy was there and it was real and yet God made the sun stop in order to bring victory. Jesus was staring at the reality of him dying on the cross for the salvation of our souls and that reality is what led Jesus to have victory, to resurrect, to conquer sin and death in the grave, and so that we can then have victory over the enemy, walk in confidence, not in fear. And so we stare at that reality of everything that we're facing, whatever in your life, however that looks, what you're facing. You don't deny it, no platitudes, no easy answers. Staring at it honestly, acknowledging the challenge, and you're doing so with confidence because of who Jesus is.
and how he will bring victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. And so we look at reality through the lens of the promises, the presence, the power, and the purpose of God. And we put these anchors down. Trust, knowing that we're not going under. God is with us. He is our fortress. He will give us victory. He will bring our church through this season. We're going to come on on the other end stronger and more intimate than ever. It's going to be beautiful. And so I'm excited to see what God's going to do in our lives individually and as a church with this opportunity to maybe binge on Netflix a little bit less and focus on Jesus a little bit more and enjoy his presence in a whole new way. And we can be still and know that he is God and that he'll be exalted among the nations. They will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts, he is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Thank you.